Hello, Nathan Foster here, and welcome to the Renovari Weekly Podcast. Uh, this week, my guest is Roger Fredrickson. Roger is 95 years old, and he is uh, one of the founding members of Renovare. Um, and today, Roger shares some of his uh, wisdom with us, talks about the importance of lay leadership and some of the things going on in his life. A few years ago, Roger had a stroke and uh, was had to relearn to talk. Um, so, uh, t- patience. Um, I think you can understand most of what he says, but um, uh, lots of gems locked in there. Uh, it was a real honor to get to talk to Roger, as um, he's someone who's lived a, a good life and ha- has much to teach us. As always, uh, thanks for listening and enjoy. Roger, how are you today? Fine, fine today. <laughs> it's a Monday after uh, Sunday, and I got a chance to go to church yesterday, so my heart has been warmed by that. Yes, yes. Okay, well, tell me a little about your life these days. Well, it's a try, quite a change from uh, you run things quote unquote like churches. Yes. And committees and all that kind of thing. And then wham, you're independent living. I decided, it's very important that I say this, I decided, then I told the family. Right, right. Decided to make the decision yourself rather than... Right. And uh, we have small apartments, but nice taking care of once a week, and it's worked out very well, I think. Good. Good and and uh, what are you what are you finding uh, at, at at this place? Well, uh, first of all, I get a chance to read. Uh huh. Lately, I read the Great Omission. Yep. We make discipleship a great thing in the church. We don't make it like it should be, and we end up with lots of Christians but few disciples. And that's our great omission. Yep. Yep. Dallas's book. I read Suffice by Scripture, which is a story by M.T. Wright. It says the Scripture uh, surprises us in some ways. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As you look back on, well, first, how long did you pastor, Roger? 33 years. Yes. Five in Ottawa, 16 here in Sioux Falls, uh-huh. and 12 in Wichita, which is a broken church. As, as you look back on your years and, and uh, this season in your life, um, what do you make of the church today, and what type of things might you like for it in the coming years? Well, I think uh, the matter of discipling is very important. That we disciple yes. people to become like Jesus. Uh-huh. It's very important. And I think pastor's calling is to stir up the gifts of the laity. Okay. And we had too much of a division between supposedly ordained and what we call lay witnesses. Uh-huh. And it needs to be allowed. We need to elevate the meaning of what it is to be a layman. Yeah, what it, what does that look like for people? Well, uh, most people, uh, the damnation of American churches is institutionalism. Mm. Any time on what, uh, how the roof is going to be fixed or what kind of carpenter we're going to have, Instead of saying, "Are we? What are we doing in terms of God's kingdom in this community?" Yes. I have a grandson, by the way, was in the call 
the point, that's the name of the church, the point, the point is service. Uh-huh. Every study, every announcement's about the church being involved in people's lives, in people's homes, in people's businesses. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You had a birthday not too long ago, is that is that correct? Well, I will be, I am 95, I will be 96 at the end of November, yeah. Wow, wow. As you've found yourself more limited in some of the things you're able to do, how are you finding God in that space? Well, I hope to be a voice of encouragement and hope in the midst of this. Yes. And I've discovered that my own weakness is God's strength. Uh, and the other way around. I think I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm not strong, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> in the strength of God to do the thing that needs to be done. Yes, yes. Ra- rather than cursing the weaknesses. Yes, right. Yeah. Are, are you enjoying life? Yes. I take each day, I say, Lord, what am I going to see what works today? And we got me doing you. <laughs> I like this, what you wrote. When you spoke about availability, yes. that's the right reach. Uh-huh. And with that comes vulnerability. Yes, availability and vulnerability. being who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a free state, isn't it? There's something freeing about being ourselves and vulnerable with others. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you've 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 been so encouraging of me, and I I, I so appreciate your your notes uh, from from my essays. Well, I appreciate things you are saying. We did hear things you are saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When when you look back on your years of ministry, what what are some things that and and your ministry really continues on at ninety five? Correct. Yeah, you don't say. Ministry stops at such and such age. You keep ministering all your life. Yeah. Until you die. If you live well, you hope to pray you to die well. <laughs> yeah. And what are, as you look back through the years, what are some things that you've learned? Well, I've learned, for example, the power. I've said that already, the power of the lady. I think, I think most churches. We want these people to do the mundane things. Uh-huh. Introduce them. We will have to introduce them to the great. So we say reality of the faith. Yes. The way that this grips them and affects the way they live and work yeah. and do the business and have their families. And yeah. So forth. yeah. The, the power of the laity to That's live fun. this life That's out. Very, very much a. To my own ministry. Uh huh. Was it was it ever hard for you to in, empower the the laity in the sense that um, inevitably that means we're not as leaders doing everything? That's right. And we give up some things, and Jesus Himself said over again several times, "The greatest among men is a servant. Mm. All become servants of each other." Yeah, the servants of each other, learning to, to give up some things to let others grow and lead themselves. And I think the, the preaching 
is a tunnel to the real ministry, which was being with people. Uh, is real ministry being being with people? Yes. Can, can I can I tell you a, a little game I play? Sure. So whenever I meet someone from Sioux Falls uh, or South Dakota, which actually happens a fair amount, I I always ask them if they know you, and the majority of the time they do. I'm glad that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is true, and they always smile. And and uh, it, it, to me, what it's evidence of is just what you said. You've you've gotten out and been with people and and left a wonderful impression on their lives. Uh, one, two, yes. Uh, That's good. Well, tell me what's what's next for you, Roger. Well, tomorrow is next for me. <laughs> so you live expectantly. Hopefully, that this is the end. Yeah. I say, on one hand, I say, God, why would you let me stay around at 95? He says, keep on, keep on. <laughs> keep on. What do you, I mean, you've watched a number of changes through the years in our society. And one of the things that we can observe is that people seem to have gotten busier and, and more hurried lives. I wondered if you might have a, a word for uh, addressing that. You mean to slow down? <laughs> well, maybe. The time of the saints? Yes. And the depth of things? Yeah, I think read less and learn more is very important. Did you say lead less? Yes. Read more, get the depth of what they're saying. Yes. Instead of being in a hurry, yeah. Uh huh, uh huh. When you um, look back at your public life and all the wonderful work you've done, um, how do you see it? I didn't get the question very well. Yeah, that's okay. Um, when you look back at, at the years in your public life and your work um, following Jesus, um, what would have been most meaningful for you? Well, along the way, it's been lay movements, faith at work, Renovare, yeah. things like that, that have interdominational, that have given me an expansion and understanding what the church is all about. Yeah, yeah. It's helped a great deal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's been busy, lay movements. Lay movements, yeah. I, what I love about that is that it, that's an invitation for, for all of us. Uh, yeah. There's only one ministry, and we're all involved in it. One ministry, and we're, we're all involved in it. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Beautiful. Roger, this is, this is fantastic. Are there um, anything else you, you'd, you'd like to say? For well, the... I'm so glad I met your father. Uh-huh. Years ago, I, by the way, I read the book. I put my dad at 14,000 feet. Yeah, yeah, Wisdom Chaser. <laughs> Times in Colorado. You met your dad and found that he's human, just as we are. <laughs> yes, and uh, human. that was very important. But I bet your father years ago, when Hal Cope was president of Friends, uh-huh. was wondering if Richard would come and be a a spokesman, a writer for a while, and teach a course or two. We took to each other right then. 
That's uh-huh. what introduced me to the world of regularity. I'm grateful for that very much so. Oh, well, we're, we're and I speak for him, too, uh, grateful for you. Nathan, I'm very glad that you have continued in this, but you put the disciplines in lingo that people understand today. Mm. But the up-to-date talk. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Roger. I, I very much appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to, to share some of your... When you do this, try to get together. The main thing I've discovered, really, it's the weak who show the strength of God. Uh, it's our weakness that highlights the strength of God. Well, it's not, it's not very comfortable being, being weak. Yeah. But I think you're right. It does seem to be a wonderful opportunity for God to step in. Amen.